So one the first big takeaway that we got from the retreat was, like I said, one of our clients came in all the way from Canada, traveled all the way to the UK, from the UK to Cyprus. And I've done that trip to Canada many times for business, two or three times a year. Uh, it's a 24-hour trip that gives you jet lag. And going from three countries with all the fear-mongering and uncertainty in place right now, not an easy feat. And so the first thing we talked about was really a big well done and a, a, a moment of self-awareness for the guys who made it there because it, it's easy to back out of a commitment. It's easy to say things are too uncertain. But at the end of the day, the guys who made it there, ironically, are the ones that are actually doing you know, very, very well in their businesses despite all this stuff going on. And it's really a testament and it's because I know what's going to happen in, in six months from now, in 12 months from now, even, even already, people will, will, you know, people look at what we do and they, and they ask, you know, how are you and, 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 and James at the Transform Hub growing so quickly? How are you opening three more locations very quickly? How are you doing this, that and the rest of it? And aside from following the FBB strategy, which I've given to all of you guys, the only other really thing that, that, that we do is that someone like James will get to Cyprus no matter what. It's never even a question for him that the retreat was happening, if he'd make it or not. He tried to get an NHS test, couldn't book one. Went and, so we went and found a private one, got the job done, no fuss, no complaining, no, 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 no being afraid. Just, oh, I'm going get, to get getting the test done for, for us. Then, you know, booking the flights, getting the test done, we're going to be there. Simple as that. And same thing for all the other guys there, including the client that came from Canada. And that really is the difference, guys. It's mindset and not letting obstacles get in the way of doing what you said you were going to do or what you know is uh, you know, a really good thing to keep your business moving forward. So we, we again, I, I just want to say a big thanks to everyone that made it to the retreat, uh, despite all the, the obstacles and uncertainty right now. And that was the lesson number one. If you made it to the retreat or you, you plow through regardless, then that's one of the reasons you are doing so well or that you, you will continue to do well no matter what. So the th second thing we talked about then is one thing that we need to talk about quite a lot right now is the future of the industry. Okay, the future hybrid model, as you guys can see on the screen here. So there's a lot of talk right now. I could, I could open up my Facebook account right now. I could scroll for 10 seconds and I guarantee you, I would, I would find an advert on my newsfeed that is from some BS fit pro marketer who's never run a real business in their life, is probably living in Bali or somewhere like that. Not because they have a freedom lifestyle, but they're living in Bali because they can't afford to live in a first world country. And they're going to be telling you something like, you have to get online. You need an online coaching hybrid model to, to complement your gym. Uh, don't be a gym owner. Go online. That's where people are going. And it's absolute horse crap, guys. It's absolute rubbish. And it feels like I'm the only one saying this in the industry. So I don't blame people for not believing me when there's so much noise shouting in the opposite direction. But I'm going to give you more insight today into, into why I believe 
very firmly. I don't. I, I know. I know I'm right. And you know, I, I know I'm right about this. Uh, it's just annoying that it's going to take a little while to really prove it to everyone. But the future hybrid model for gym owners like you and me is not an online coaching hybrid. The future model is to blend e-commerce with your gym. E-commerce, and what this basically means is. Uh, and the way, the way I mean e-commerce is to sell physical products, maybe informational products, but mostly physical products, uh, you know, around your wider area or even around the UK or wherever your state or wherever your country is and have an alternative revenue stream that is literally not dependent on your gym being open but also one step further is not dependent on you or anybody having to coach someone. It is about having a product stream and an income stream that is not a service at all, but is actually a product. And there are many reasons I, this is super important. I don't have time to go into all of them today because we need to cover some other points as well. But but basically, guys, in a nutshell, if I could explain what I, I taught this for about two hours on the retreat, but if I could condense it down into, into 10 minutes, I would basically say that the, the problem, first of all, let's explore what, why the problem I see with an online physical coaching hybrid. Now, as a disclaimer, I don't see a problem in offering an online service whilst your gym is forced to close. That's, that's common sense, right? If you're offering a coaching service in person and then through local laws, you're temporarily not, not able to deliver that service in person, then taking that service online through Zoom sessions or live workouts or whatever you want, that is obviously the next best thing as a temporary solution until you resume normal trading and your clients should be told as such that we're not an online business now. This is just a temporary solution until we can go back to giving you the product that we're known and loved for. Okay. So online coaching, whilst you, you are hit by a local lockdown, for example, is not a problem. I totally endorse that. We do exactly the same thing. What I'm talking about, though, is that there's a deeper um, message being being thrown at you that this is going to last forever, that people will never go back to gyms because it's too frightening, uh, that that uh, which is you know told to you by someone who's never owned a gym and apparently has never been to a gym. Because I told you guys when we were in the middle of lockdown, we were doing these calls and I was going live publicly and I was actually on a presentation. I was speaking with a group of other um, business, fitness business and spa owners in, a, in an online conference. And they were just, all these speakers were coming up with so much bullshit. I had to just stop and be the, you know, I had to be that guy on the conference call and be like, look guys, I, I you know, I respect you all, but I totally disagree with all of you. Um, because they were saying, they were quoting the stats that during a lockdown period, Online coaching has skyrocketed 900%, blah, blah, blah. And I pointed out the what to me was obvious. I said that those stats have gone up because we're in lockdown. 
that is no correlation that online is going to stay that popular once gyms resume. And my other point was that the vast majority of your gym members, at least 50%, will return to the gym once it's open, even with stronger guidelines and restrictions in place. Because an online coaching service can never replace a physical one, never. And people, you know that, the clients know that, the prospects know that, everybody knows that. So uh, an online coaching itself is a very different, in its pure form, is very different to physical coaching. People come for different reasons. I have an online fitness coach that I hire and work with personally myself, but I don't, I don't even expect physical contact or even communication with him more than once a week. It's more like coaching support when it's online. I don't expect to meet him three times a week and see him on video and, uh, and get motivated by him and all that. That's not really what co online coaching really does. Online coaching is best suited for those, those busy, productive clients who, are, who already know the basics of what to do and probably want some kind of programming to make life easier for them. And they want access and, and check-ins with you. So you can, you can assess their feedback and keep them on track and make sure they're doing the right thing. And they can come to you for questions when they need you. But, it's, but online coaching is not the same thing that we offer in a large group or semi-private environment which is really more about the community, the accountability of turning up three times a week with, with peer support, um, with knowing you're gonna get an intense workout because someone is there kicking your ass to do it. It's a whole different product for a whole different market. So when these people say that online, you know, what you go on Zoom, you do replacement and live workout broadcasting, to say that's gonna replace or even coexist with your gyms in the future, is absolutely nonsense. What you really need, guys, is e-commerce, right? And this is, you know, what me and me and James sat down and said is, after we reopened our gym, it was after four months, we said, if this ever happens again, now knowing what we know now, how would we best prepare if this was going to start all over again? And we said, well, we did it. We did a good job of moving people online and delivering a temporary online service. Great. However, that wouldn't be enough because you're still going to lose revenue or you're going to lose potential revenue. We didn't lose much revenue. We retained 98% of our clients. Uh, however, you may get a churn rate, especially if, you're, if your program is higher priced or you're doing semi-private. I wouldn't expect you to retain that many people. So you're either going to lose revenue if, if a lockdown happens through churn or even like us, if you retain 98 or 100% of your clients, you've still lost money because you've lost out on your potential new sales. Because even though our retention was fantastic, our new sales weren't helped. You know, we're, we're, our projections tell us that we need to be on track for whatever it was, like 60 front-end offer sales a month to new people. And when we're in lockdown, that just wasn't going to happen, or at least not at the price we usually charge. So even though we retained our clients, potential revenue was lost and therefore we did get behind on our projections. So, and not only that, but also we took some of the time that people were 
in lockdown and we actually gave in return for them continuing to pay us and not break their membership we actually applied we actually applied a bit more time at the end of their membership so that's how we we got around that some people who paid a six month in full or a 12 month in full we said to those guys that we would add a couple of months extra to the end of their membership so when it's due when we get to that point and their memberships expire or renew we are going to lose a couple of months of revenue on a, on a large number of clients then as well. So it does cost us no matter what, even if you retain all your clients, you're still going to be cost money or be behind your projections. So with that in mind, we said we can do the best job ever of retaining people, but new sales are obviously going to be slow, right? So, but then we saw what really does happen is that the stats also show that online commerce for physical products will shoot up during a lockdown period. So things like home equipment, kettlebells, supplements, you know, workout resistance bands, things like that will drastically go up in a lockdown. We even paid for hundreds of resistance bands to send to our members when they were at home so they could have a better, a better workout with us online. So we were even the ones paying for that for our clients. But what's interesting is even though online coaching sales go up during a lockdown and, all, and, and physical products, supplements go up in a lockdown, the difference is that historical data over the last 15 years of e-commerce or 10 to 15 years shows us that when the majority of customers buy some, a physical product online for the first time, first time they order a supplement online, the first time they order resistance bands or whatever it might be, a yoga mat, kettlebell, the first time after they order something online for the first time, a huge number, like, like 60 to 70% of those customers will continue to purchase online ongoing. And that was the stats before a lockdown. So if people just went online for the first time and bought something, they would find, I don't know why, they would, they would, maybe they find the experience easier. They find it convenient. They realize they can trust the majority of online merchants, the ease of having it delivered to their door, the fact they found it on Amazon for the first time and didn't think they'd be able to find that product, whatever it is. Most people have found that when they buy something online for the first time, they love the experience and 70% of them will stay as online customers and will not go back to a shop to buy that thing, right? The difference is not the same with online coaching because people will do more online coaching um, in a lockdown period, but only because they're waiting for their gyms to reopen because, because going to a gym or having a personal coach versus an online coaching program, they are not complementary services. They are competing with each other. One is a different, is a, a diluted version of the other. So, you know, you're, someone is either going online in a lockdown because it's a, a, the best, second best option for them right now until they can go back to the gym, or they're doing it because they're a completely different customer, as I outlined earlier, with different needs to your local boot camp or gym. So, but when they buy supplements or products online, they'll still remain as your gym customer, but they'll keep buying physical stuff online too. 
That's one of the reasons e-commerce has such a great effect. And if you can get your customers buying things online from you, not only do you have additional products that do complement your main service, but you can also start selling those products to people outside of your gym, in your town, in your region, your state, or even your entire country as you grow it step by step. And you keep using the profits generated from those products to reinvest in bigger stock and broader marketing reach. And you know the other cool thing about it is that e-commerce has significantly less manual labor required than online coaching or any coaching service does. It's not labor intensive. So it allows you to run your gym properly and sell a product on the side as, yeah, I, I hate the term. It makes me throw up in my mouth a little bit, but I'll say it. It's a side hustle or it can at least start as a side hustle, but it can turn into something much bigger. But even, even if it does grow into something much bigger, like if you start selling supplements or kettlebells, uh, and you just start in a lockdown selling five a day, but then after the lockdown, you continue growing your online audience, and then you start selling 50, 50 a day up and down the country, that can turn into a million pound business. But it doesn't mean it's going to take anywhere near the same resources or staff power than it would take your gym to a million pounds. So, and I, I know firsthand on this because one of my mentors Sam Bakhtiar, owner of the Camp uh, Transformation Center franchise in the US. They have 110 franchise locations of their transformation center. He also has a supplement brand, which is run throughout the gyms. And his main customers of the supplements are his franchisees. So his franchisees buy the stock off him and can sell it at retail price to their own customers. And what Sam says is that now he said, you know, like he, he, he makes more money from the supplements. I think he made about $40 million last year or something uh, on the supplements um, with only a team of four people. So, you know, he made twice as much money from supplements than he did from his hundred franchises but is to run his hundred to you no know, to keep a hundred franchises going, you need a lot of staff, right? But but his supplements made more money than all the franchises combined, and it's basically a warehouse with three part-time employees who just manage stock, send out um, you know send out uh, the stock, keep on top of the inventory, and that's it, right? That's it. So you can see the difference with that. That's the power of, of, of that. So again, I spent a lot of time on this one because it is a big, big thing and it does actually bleed into some of the other points. But do you guys drop a comment in the, in the chat? Do you guys see what I mean? Is this making sense to you guys? Do you understand the main points now as to why I personally do not believe online coaching is hybrid is the future for your gym business? Uh, and I actually think that if you try and pursue both, then, you know, if you try and run a gym, a boot camp, and an online coaching business, you're going to duplicate everything and you're going you're, you're gonna to chase two rabbits and catch neither. So, whereas with, an on, with a side business of products and sub, or supplements, 
you can be selling those to your customers now whilst you're open. You can continue selling them to your clients when they're not in the gym or if the gym closes. You can sell them to, any, to, to people on your unconverted prospect list. You can sell them to people who are ex-clients and you can sell them all around town as a completely separate business, right? There might, and think about this, there may be other gyms in your town that could stock your supplement for you because you want to brand your supplement differently to your gym. People shouldn't really know it's the same company. If by looking at it, you know, if you have a gym called, uh, you know, let's just Morgan Vern Fitness, you don't want the supplements to be called Morgan Vern Fitness supplements because it, 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 it limits the sale a lot more. And, and secondly, um, it, it can make, if your members see that you have more products in stock just with your same logo on it, it can look a bit more like a cash grab, right? Whereas if you have a whole separate brand, um, I mean, you can tell your customers that you own the supplements business, but to anyone just look, just randomly seeing the product, they, they shouldn't necessarily know that it, it has anything to do with your gym. And that way, you could actually start approaching other gyms in your town, or you could get a sales rep who's not you, in case the other gym, gym owners know who you are. Uh, but you could get someone else as a sales rep to approach other gyms in your area and get them to start stocking your supplement, which means the other gyms in your area are actually putting money in your pocket. Think about that, right? <laughs> uh, so these are all things you can't do with online coaching. Uh, Morgan says right here, there's a supplement manufacturer in the same street as my gym. I will go and see him. I definitely recommend you do. If you have at least a hundred gym members or clients, then you need to be selling something else to them right now. And, and again, supplements or equipment or, or you know, workout gear or clothing, it's all complementary. Your people, your clients can buy it without it affecting or negating your regular offer of boot camps or semi-private training. In fact, it'll enhance their experience because if they wear your gear or they have straps or chalk or something like that, they'll get a better workout. If they take your supplements, like pre-workout, they can get a better workout with you. They'll, they'll be able to follow the nutrition better uh, and clothing and stuff all helps as well. But if you're trying to make a business selling physical coaching, and then you're also trying to sell online coaching, your clients are going to get confused and, be, and your market's going to get confused and say, well, it's both coaching. Which one should I be doing? Right? And you have to be honest and say physical coaching is the best thing. Online coaching is either for a different audience who you don't have access to and don't specialize in helping, or it's only a temporary solution until you can sell your best service. Does that make sense, guys? So that's step number one. And that's all about e-commerce. Why I think e-commerce is, is e-commerce alongside your gym is the future of the hybrid model if, if we go through more lockdowns or, or just anyway. It's just growing so fast. You know, gyms are not dying, but e-commerce is definitely growing. And I think it's going to grow at a far faster rate than online coaching. So the next thing we talked about was our own supplement setup and launch strategy, which I can see from the comments, Morgan might be very interested in right now. <laughs> so 
Um, Morgan's just said he's going to go and talk to a supplement manufacturer. So it's very simple, guys. What we are doing is the following, and I'll probably talk about this in more depth later on, or I'll document the process inside our mastermind group for you guys to see as we're doing things. But I'll tell you our timeline and I'll let you know where we are now with things. So myself and James, we run the Transform Hub. Now we have two chains of gyms. We have our female only gyms and we have our men only gyms. So the reason we are creating supplements is A, because it's just a great value add. It's something our clients are using anyway. So we may as well have them buy it from us. Second reason we're selling supplements is because it's a good backup plan in case, again, we have to lock down or we just want to make upsell revenue. And the third reason is because one of the one of the the most frustrating parts about launching an e-commerce brand or a product from scratch is that you don't have the initial audience to kickstart your sales and momentum. But since we already have an audience, just like you do, you are actually 20 times further ahead than the majority of people trying to start an e-commerce business. Most of them get stuck in that initial four month grind period and they can't get sales going of their product because you know you have, with e-commerce, you have to pay more for a product. You have to do the design. You have to survey people to find out what product they want. You have to build up an audience. You have to get sales coming in. You have to pay for the inventory and the stock without knowing if you're going to sell. And so that's what puts most people out of the e-commerce game or stops them from trying in the first place. And that's that initial four months that kills most e-commerce businesses. But you and I don't have that problem. We have a major advantage because you already have a group of customers in the fitness niche or yoga niche or recovery or injury prehab or whatever it is you do. You already have the base of customers, even if it's like 10 or 20 people. And you already know that audience and you know the pain points and whatever products or supplements you're thinking of giving, whether it's clothing, uh, a product like a yoga mat or a kettlebell, or a supplement, like a pre-workout, whatever it is you're deciding to sell, you're probably gonna sell that thing because you are a user of that product yourself. And you either, you either know what you like and what people would like in that product, or you're a user of a product that you think could actually be improved and you wanna improve it yourself, right? That's one of the reasons one of our core products is a pre-workout shake. And you know, I'm a, I'm a big user of pre-workout mix because I use it, I use it for energy at the gym, but also it doubles up as focus for work. And a lot of our, a lot of our men clients, I'm female, but we're going to you know start focusing on men first. A lot of our male clients are business owners, entrepreneurs, tradesmen, people who have active jobs and, or, or busy career professionals. And I know that if, if I shared a pre-workout formula with them that helps me have you know, the best workouts possible and then focus intensely and do loads of good productive work, I know it's gonna help a ton of my clients too. That's something I would recommend to each of you guys on here. When we get our pre-workout formula ready, I'll happily offer it to you guys because I know you guys would benefit from it too, being someone who trains and someone who's running a business. Um, I absolutely love our, our pre-workout formula that we have in the works right now. And I love using pre-workout that, that gives you that concentrated energy and focus. 
So it's something that I'm passionate about. I use myself and I could happily share with people I know. So same thing with you guys, you all have an audience and you probably use a product uh, and know what works. That's, and you, could, and you could launch it to a few beta test clients or you could survey your clients and ask them, what do they think about this product or what do they not like about the current versions of that product? And you go through all that, that surveying, client data, and product creation stage super easily because you are a customer. And then you're able to pay money for your initial stock because you know you have a really big chance of selling it. You could even pre-sell it to your audience. This gives you a huge advantage going into e-commerce that the majority of people who watch YouTube videos and read all the books and go to all the live seminars never get started with this amazing opportunity because they haven't got that initial structure. You're literally, what you have, if you have a gym with 50 clients, you, you, this allows you pretty much to skip halfway to becoming a millionaire with e-commerce. It's, it's that powerful, guys. Uh, and the bigger gyms you have, the more clients you have, the faster this is going to be for you. So we come up with a product, and, and here's the supplement setup, rain, setup uh, in a nutshell. You want to start with a small number of products, one to three at most. We're also starting with what's known as a gateway product, which means the, the singular product we want to use to get our clients adopting so they like it, and then we know that who will buy similar products. So for us, it's going to be pre-workout. We're already selling pre-workout across gyms. We've been selling it for a while. We've just been selling other people's stuff because we've been using different branded um, pre-workouts for ourselves. We recommend it to our clients. And then that, that, you know, they go out and buy it in Amazon or buy it in Holland and Barrett. And we're thinking, why are we not selling this? Like, <laughs> why are we not selling either the same product under our brand or coming up with an even better product and optimizing it further and making all the money from it, right? It doesn't make any sense. So, so we start with a gateway product like pre-workout. If it's clothing, then maybe you'll just sell a t-shirt, for example. Don't try and sell a whole catalog of stuff and work out scarves and clothes and things like that. Just start with one product because you want, you want what's known as adoption. You want your clients to start picking up and, you, and getting used to using that product. And you know, if you start by telling your clients, hey, buy these 16 supplements at once, then it's, it's just going to be, or, or you make them you know, buy 20 items of clothing where it looks like that your gym has just vomited on them. <laughs> You've vomited your logos all over your customer. You don't want to start like that. So start with one product, one key product, and have two or three backup products. But you start with the one that you, you know that you feel the most proud of and is easy for your customers to use and just gets them into it. For us, that's pre-workout. Could be protein powder, could be a sleep aid, could be a multivitamin, could be an omega-3, could be a t-shirt, could be whatever. So you just wanna do it launch. Um, you find a manufacturer, a supplement manufacturer or a product manufacturer. Uh, you know, Right now I would find somewhere that is internal to your state or country. I wouldn't try and go, usually people go off, offshore and they get products made in, in Europe or India or China because you can get you know, lower prices. But right now with shipping being very unpredictable, uh, I, would, I would advise against, I would caution against that because 
you don't, even though you might get good prices on products from, from Europe to come to the UK, where a lot of good supplements do come from Bulgaria and places like that sometimes, right now, you don't want to make an order and have 50 customers waiting on a supplement you ordered, but then you realize because of COVID restrictions that the shipping is going to take nine weeks to come from Bulgaria. So if you can, you want to find somewhere local on the same mainland as you are on. Uh, and that way, you know, you can get the shipment sent easier to you or at worst, you can even go and pick them up. Right. So, so that's what you want to be looking at right now. Um, we're using a company called Suppleform in the UK, by the way, if anyone's interested. Um, our UK supplier is, is suppleform.co.uk, I think, or .com, not sure. Just to search for Suppleform. Uh, you can create a free account with them. Uh, and when you create an account, you can then check what their batch prices are. They have a ton of different products. Uh, they have a branding service as well, although it's not very good. Um, we, so the first step was we, we, we have a look at our clients. We know what we want to get them. We know what supplements we'd recommend to them. We surveyed our clients and said, hey guys, what, what supplements do you use? Uh, which ones are you interested in finding out more about and stuff like that? Pre-workout was a big one people used, the men particularly. Um, a lot of the men want to find out more about testosterone boosters, if they're natural and safe, especially guys in their 40s, late 40s and 50s, who are aware that their testosterone levels are dropping. So, you know, that's a, that's a funny one we found out from surveying that I never thought of because I would usually assume that testosterone, that the testosterone booster pills would be sold to year olds, right? You just want to get like raging hormones and stuff like, and build muscle and track women and, and stuff like that. But actually it's the 40 plus market who are most interested in testosterone boosters because they're losing their natural supply, right? And because supplements have a more mainstream adoption right now, more and more 40 plus guys are happy to look into taking testosterone boosters as long as they know they're safe uh, and convenient. And, and the reason we found out a lot of guys um, don't want to get into testosterone boosters, but haven't bought them yet is because they said the packaging and branding of what they see on the shelves is targeted at younger guys or guys that want to look like the Hulk or, you know, they're branded like raging testosterone, you know, take this and go and punch a wall or things like that. Right. And they just don't resonate with that because they don't want to turn into like, you know, roid heads basically in their mind <laughs> right it's great for a 20 year old audience but for a 40 plus audience they're like i just want a healthy supply of testosterone and libido right to get some energy back in the day so that now tells us right we can take a, a successful testosterone product that's probably used by a big company out there anyway who's marketing it to 20 year olds and we just rebrand it under our own brand to appeal to a 40 to 50 plus market and say, hey, this is just healthy, natural testosterone. No big deal. You're not gonna punch through walls or turn to the Hulk. It's, it's just something to help with your naturally declining health, uh, testosterone and libido. You know, so you can see by changing the branding, by serving the audience, taking products that exist and changing the branding, changing the, 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 the perception of them or increasing the product, you're going to get some good results and have something you can sell to your client base immediately. So we're looking at pre-workout as the first product. 
And we've got a, we've got a few options for our backend products. We've got uh, L-glutamine for, for um, intra-workout drinks. We've got um, a protein, a whey protein with oats mixture because a lot of guys like you know pro oats and uh, and protein together. Sounds very manly. Uh, we've got testosterone. We have a sleeping aid. Uh, omega three is really good for men to boost their 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 omega three fats. And uh, what else do we have? Uh, do, 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 do. Yeah, that, that's the and and that's the main thing. We're even looking into things like peanut butter and coffee as well, right? So, so we're gonna get go in with the pre workout and just see how that goes. So, um, what we've done is. Uh, we've so we've gone to supple form. We found a supplier that we're going to try out. We've we've you you approach them for some samples. They'll send some samples to you in a couple of days, and from there you can make an order of what you want to use. So you order a white label product. If you want to make a custom formula, if you want to add or change ingredients to your own specification, you can do that. But it costs a lot more. I wouldn't worry about that in the early stages of this. Because more important, you get your customers using a decent, good product. And later on, when you know you're going to go all in, then you can start playing around with custom formulas and things like that. Best just to get your customers using it, first of all, before you try and make some brand new thing. Uh, so, so you will um, make your first order. Now, we've got a lot of clients. And so we were pretty confident in this. We, we bought... Um, We've created stacks with, for supplements, which supplement stacks mean, you know, three or four products combined to give our clients all the main things we think that will help them supplement their diet. So we've got a, a women's only range and a men's range. We chose specific products for the women's range and different specific products for the men's. And that, that's because they have different needs. And also because it shows people that we haven't just got the same product branded as men or women it's totally different so for example the female for the for the women we, we've got them protein powder with 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 uh, prebiotics or probiotics so women have protein with with probiotics to help with digestion the men have whey protein with oats for a bigger carbohydrate kick so that's just one difference for example for you know men we've also included creatine for women, we haven't included creatine yet because we don't think it would have the same benefit. We've, we've given women, you know, different products, you know, um, more around health, collagen, things like that. So it's a unique product, a unique stack of supplements for both. We've got about three to four products in each stack and we've taken on our first shipment based on the minimum amount of stacks we believe we can sell. For us, that's a hundred. So we've ordered about a hundred units of the first stacks of products, you know, like hundred, uh, like hundred proteins, uh, you know, um, 50, 50 creatines for the men, uh, fifty probiotics for the women, and, and so on. Right. So we've got about we've got this we've got the stock coming in now. It's a six week wait time because of or up to six weeks because of COVID. It might arrive earlier. It's been it's been two and a half weeks. We've got nothing yet, but we've been told we have to wait at least six weeks probably. For, the, for, for it to arrive, uh, although it could come sooner. They can't guarantee anything for six weeks. So when that comes in, 
we want to sell the initial batch. We want to see how it goes, see what clients like it, get their feedback, collect their reviews, see what they would like to adjust to the product. They like the taste. Can we make up different flavors for them? How is the texture? You know, we'll just really ask people. Uh, we'll, we'll give the first batch away at a really dis good discounted rate as a launch offer. Uh, we'll still make a bit of margin on it, but it's more about getting into, into the customer's hands, seeing them use it and getting their feedback to know what they like and don't like, or even seeing which products sell and which ones don't. Because there might be a product that we think is going to do really well that actually nobody wants um, and that. So just to reiterate, uh, as, as Pete's asking here, no, we don't, we don't put our brand on the label completely unrelated because... Well, like I outlined earlier, we don't want the same brand on there because it limits us so much. If you go to the hub and then you're buying the hub supplements, it can kind of just look like we're just trying to sell anything with our name on it. And plus it does, it allows, we then can't sell it in any of the gyms. We can't sell it in any stores or retail. It's just extremely limited if you, if you brand it the same as your gym, right? So you don't want to do that. So we, you know, are in the middle of making now men's and women's brands. We're doing, you know, thinking of the names, the branding, the colors, things like that. Now we're having to do this because we, when we went with supple form, they said that if you, when you put an, when you, when your initial order is more than 5,000 pounds, which ours was, they will give you their custom print branding service and they'll give you their team of designers to help you come up with a brand. And so we went for that option. I negotiated and said, we've got two brands. If we spend over 6,000, can you throw both of them in? <laughs> and they said, yes. And, but however, it, it's, it's been a very poor experience, to be honest, um, as good as the supplements seem to be. Their branding team, like the first designs they gave us, I thought, like I, it, I literally thought it was made by a nine-year-old on Microsoft Word. It was not good. I can't recommend that. Uh, the branding service, uh, I could have made something better on Canva. So we've now asked uh, another graphic designer, the, the person who made our branding for the hub, the guy who designed the Transform Hub and Men's Hub logos, we've asked him if he can come up with, with some logo and brand designs for us. And he's going to be getting us those design, the initial draft designs sometime early this week uh, on a three-day, four-day turnaround time. And then once we are happy with that design, we will then send that design to the to supple form. We said, look, we don't want to use your designs. No offense, they're just a bit crap. But we've got our own guy who's going to do a design. We'll send the logos and, and design to them they will then sort out all the labels and, and put it on. Uh, and, and of course, then, you know, once the stock, the stuff is all manufactured and ready, they slap the labels on, ship them to us. Supple form are based in Wales, so they can deliver around the UK pretty easily. If you're in US or, or Europe, I'm afraid I don't know any recommended suppliers for you, but you can just go around and start emailing and phoning up and start comparing prices and looking for reviews straight away. So that's the first step. You, you figure out your product, you come up with one or two gateway products to get the ball rolling uh, and then talk to, you know, talk to your audience about it, let them know it's coming, do a bit of a build up, 
uh, get some pre-sales. As soon as we've got the branding, the next step is when we have the branding dialed in. We don't, we don't want to show anything right now because we haven't got the branding yet for it. But when we have that branding and we're happy with it, and we get some mock-up uh, sample images of the products with the labels on, which the graphic the graphics people there will provide us, uh, then we can start promoting to our audience and we'll let them know that this is the date we're expecting the supplements to arrive. We've only got you know 50 women's and 50 men's on order, and it's going to be a special launch rate in return for you, special launch price for you to take this on try it and be our guinea pigs essentially and give us give us feedback and a, and a, and a review uh, because w- w- later on when you're going to e-commerce one of the driving one of the driving forces behind your e-commerce taking off is going to be reviews kind of like before and afters for fitness reviews especially on amazon.com or uk reviews are what boost your product rankings the most so we will set up a basic amazon sellers account and we will ask our clients when they've tried it to put their reviews on the Amazon account. Okay. Now, here's where this is important. Listen up, right? Now, in the beginning, we are not selling from Amazon. We will make us we will make a seller's account, but we're not selling through Amazon because there's no point. People can buy it from us at the gym, right? So if, if, if we've got a, a if we've got a pre-workout mix in the gym on a shelf and a customer says, can I just buy that from you and take it home right now? We're not going to say, no, go home and go into amazon.com, right? We're just going to sell it at the gym. People will come into the gym, take the product, walk home with it. The reason we're setting up the Amazon account is because the next phase of this, once we've got um, a good rate of adoption inside our gyms, if it takes off, if it's doing really well, then we want to explore selling it outside the gym. Because one of the key things, when you're, like I said, when you're starting a product from scratch, what you need to get it moving is get initial sales momentum. That's what most people don't even do because they haven't got an audience to start with. But like I said, we are in a great position, you and I, because we do have the audience. You can get 20, 30 sales to begin with. And if you, if you strictly uh, sell those initial batch in return for getting a review, and then we ask our, our clients to put the review on Amazon.com, then when we do decide to, to literally publish the product on Amazon, we're starting with 20 solid reviews. And that will really go in your favor. Amazon will say, oh, hey, wow, these guys have got good, good testimonials, good social proof. This must be a good product. And Amazon will recommend it to more people who are buying in that area. So if Amazon, Amazon see that 50 guys in the Preston area, Preston, the, the city that we're in, if 50 men in the Preston area are, are bought this pre-workout and are leaving a great review about it, they're naturally going to show and suggest that product to other men in Preston who have fitness or workout preferences in this, in their Amazon history. Does that make sense? So the more we can get reviews from people, that's like the, the magic that gets the engagement up on a product. There's, there's a lot more to the algorithm on that, but, but reviews is like the big one. If you can just get, get a few dozen reviews, then uh, and, and consistent sales coming in 
daily and weekly, that's going to go in your favor and Amazon is going to start pushing your product to more and more and more people. Okay, so that is our, our strategy in a nutshell. The other thing that we're going to do with this is we're actually going to franchising right now and our franchisees are also going to be um, stocking our products. So that's the next thing to talk about. Let's, um, let's skip ahead a little bit. So scaling up and franchising, this is kind of what's happening at the hub in 2021. So what's happening right now in our journey is we've signed up our first two franchisees, okay? Um, these are both former clients, not former, they're current clients at the hub. They both become, they both gone through our certification to become coaches. Um, one of them is actually doing coaching hours for us right now. He has a separate business in construction. He has a whole separate business um, that does a lot of money and he wants to quit and work with us full time and take a franchise because he has no passion or fulfillment in his, in his previous business. And, and he's a 46-year-old man who is now at 8% body fat and has completely overhauled his body and mind. And he just wants to help more guys do the same thing. The other person who's, who wants to take a franchise is another client who's not as far into his transformation yet, although he is getting there. Uh, and he also wants to, wants to move into this opportunity and do it. So we quickly put a franchise together agreement together and um, we have basically sold for 30,000 pounds up front um, plus VAT on top, okay? Um, plus 10% of gross revenue per month. Okay, so this is the franchise fee we've agreed on. Uh, so to, to take a, a transform hub or a men's hub franchise, it's 30,000 pounds up front, which will cover, you know, working with myself and James and getting access to all our systems and basically partnering with us and coming to events with us and having us come down to your location and, and build everything. Plus we take 10% of the gross revenue made every month in that business. Um, another stipulation is that franchisees also agree to stock um, exclusively our supplement brand and merchandise, okay? So, so that means, you know, the franchisees will also have to stock our supplements, okay? So, so and, and also that they'll have to agree to actually purchase their initial stock based on the size of the gym they're going to open and they have to purchase that stock before the gym actually opens. All right. So that's what's going to happen there. We've got these two guys on board. Um, we're now, uh, so we're going to be, we, we, we found a location. We, we've got our next ladies hub opening in January. That's a corporate gym. That means it's owned by us. That's a regular gym of ours. That's going to be opening up in January. We found another unit exactly identical uh, owned by the same guy on the same complex, uh, another 4,000 square foot unit. And we've, we've decided to take that one for the first men's franchise. So one of our franchisees is going to take that location 
and be right next to our women's gym. So we're going to, so now in January, we're opening a women's gym and a men's gym, both 4,000 square feet on the same kind of street, same kind of um, industrial complex, which is pretty cool. And, and then our second franchiser is going to franchisee. He's looking um, closer into Manchester, into the bigger city um, to kind of push us a bit further into a new region um, where he can do it there as well. So still looking for a venue there, but this is our plan now that we're gonna be opening up three more locations in January, which is our internal ladies hub number two and two men's franchises. Uh, and so, and by the way, guys, you know, we are, if you're interested, we are open to conversations on franchising right now. Uh, it, we're, only, we're only offering it to certain individuals. We're not promoting this. We're not out there telling people publicly uh, because we don't, I don't want to give a franchise to just any PT who rocks up with 30,000 pounds. In fact, you know, we, I only wanna, we only want to work with franchisees that we know, we like and trust already. And, um, you know, we know we will agree to our, you know, have the same core values as us and the same vision. Uh, I want to take our brand further. So that's what we're doing there. Now, coming back in the middle then, the final thing to talk about today, just to wrap this, again, this is a week of a whole retreat worth of, of stuff that we are narrowing down. The last thing is what happens when Facebook becomes no longer viable financially for a lot of people? What happens when Facebook ad costs continue to grow, which they are doing and they will continue to? Like I've been saying for, for, for three, four, five years, I've been telling you guys, Facebook ads are rising in price by at least a thousand percent every single year. And it might not seem like a problem to you either because you've only recently started using them or because you've been doing it so long that you haven't really noticed the increase. But when I started using Facebook ads eight years ago, I paid 20 pence per application per application, 20 pence. So if you do the numbers, guys, if I called up five applicants and made one sale, I would literally pay one pound, one pound to buy a bootcamp client. One pound cost per sale. Think about that. Think about that for a moment, right? The next thing you're probably wondering is why, why is Justin not a mega billionaire right now with 95,000 gyms. And the simple reason is because I didn't realize how good that was. And I didn't take full advantage of it at the time. I didn't, I was, I was content with staying small. I put a 10 pounds a day budget on until I got full up with clients. And then I paused my adverts like an idiot. If back then eight years ago, I had had the knowledge I have now about how to scale, how to you know, how to take on team members, how to continually expand, how to reinvest my profits, all the stuff I've learned and put into the FBB system for you. If I had that back then and I was getting, I was paying one pound a customer, trust me, like I literally, I would own a hundred gyms right now. And I would, I would be making multiple, multiple millions a month right now. So I don't, I don't regret it as such because I know it was the journey I had to get, to get through to get here. Um, but it was 20 pence an application eight years ago. Now we pay closer to 10 to 20 pounds an application. So from 20 pence to 20 pounds, yes, 
20 pounds an application is still good. We still make money on that, but you have to look at what's happening. You have to look at pattern recognition. Eight years ago, 20 pence. Now, 20 pounds. They're both profitable, but look at the pattern. The trend is that in eight years, our Facebook ad costs have increased 2,000%. Two, so our, our marketing budget has increased 2,000%. And the costs, I believe, are going to keep going up on Facebook, but they're now going to jump up faster and bigger every time, which means if it took eight years for it to improve into increase 2,000%, it might only take another two years for it to increase another 2,000%. And it could be that in 2000, as early as 2022, we're suddenly having to pay 50 pounds for a lead. And there is no way to get a cheaper cost per lead. There is nothing you can hack on your landing page. There is no tweak to your sales copy or images you can do on your advert it's gonna cost you 50 pounds a lead because that will be the starting price. Much the same way as if you wanted to buy real estate in Dubai 60 years ago, you could have bought a piece of desert for a hundred bucks. Now that same piece of desert has, uh, you know, a mega story hotel on it and is worth $2 billion. You can't get cheap real estate in Dubai anymore because you missed the opportunity, right? Because as more as something gets more and more popular, as the demand for it goes up and the supply becomes limited, the cost jumps up exponentially. So like I've been telling you guys, we're coming close to that time. Facebook is soon going to be not as feasible for most of you to pay as it once has been. A lot of you guys now have been, have been stuck paying five to 15 pounds a lead for months before lockdown happened. And you've, you've hired ads managers, you've played with all the copy tricks, you've split tested everything, and you're still not getting your cost per lead down to two pounds a lead anymore. And you want to know how, how do I get like one or two pound leads again? Simple time travel back to 2017. That's how you've just missed the window, right? Or didn't go all in as soon as you could. The faster you go all in on Facebook and realize that now you're making a great ROI, but it might not be the same thing in a year from now or six months from now or two years from now, you have to be prepared for that. So you have to know what your lead and, and sale cost thresholds are. That's the first thing I teach you in the four-week lead gen module. You have to know what can you budget, what can you afford, what's the most you can afford to pay for a lead or the most you can afford to pay to, to make a sale where you still can make money. You have to set your business up to be able to pay that amount. Um, that's step number one. But what do we then do? We, that means we can keep using Facebook and breaking even, but what else can we do? What else is gonna happen? Well, like I've been telling you guys, this is where I think you know local branding has to come into effect now. Okay, and this basically means content marketing. This has to start happening, guys. You have to start, if you want to be on top of the game, you have to start doing the things I'm telling you 
before you see other people doing them, before it feels urgent. And I get it. This is what's tough for you guys, because I say things like post 30 days, 30 times a day on Facebook and build a brand or go and connect with three local businesses every day to create a network. Uh, or I say, you know, scale your ads up as far as you can go and hire salespeople to convert the sales. I say that and you don't do it because it doesn't feel urgent to you because you can just play it safe and stay small and not have to do quote extra work. But what's going to happen is if you wait, you know, Facebook is going to get more and more and more expensive and it's going to push users, it's going to push advertisers away. And what's going to happen when Facebook, the main paid advertising source eventually gets too expensive for most gyms? What do you think is going to happen? Let me know in the comments right now, guys, in your area, if there's 50 gyms in your town, in your city, and 20 of them are using Facebook ads, and suddenly, or over time, Facebook ads become too expensive for the majority of them to do, and they stop using Facebook ads. What are they going to do instead? What do you think those gym owners are going to do instead to continue getting a supply of leads in? They're going to start posting content. They're going to start doing more organic methods. They're going to start knocking on doors. They're going to start using lead boxes. They're going to start getting their Instagram shit together. They're going to start using YouTube. They might start doing the podcast. They're going to start doing um, local PR and media. They're going to do all the organic things I've been teaching you in the program for years. Like we did 10 years ago, we did all those things then because we didn't have anything close to Facebook ads. When Facebook ads came around and suddenly you can get leads for 20 pence, we stopped all the organic stuff. Well, we didn't, but most gym owners stopped all the organic stuff because they could now be lazy and just throw money at Facebook. What's going to happen is as the Facebook opportunity fades out, People, fit pros, are going to have to start doing more organic methods again and putting their time into it to build up that lead flow. So that's going to happen en masse before long. You need to get in there and win the attention of the market now while your Facebook ads are still crushing it. So that if they either stop working to the rate you need or, or you just it's just not feasible for you anymore, or you can't scale up anymore on ads because you're already out, you, you can't spend anymore because your returns are lower, at least you're already winning the attention and the branding of the local market. So the content marketing system I've given you in massive detail in module five, you need to start doing that now. It's, it's, this is like me telling you guys, you need to get your diet in order because you're going to have a heart attack in three years. And it's, it's hard for me because I know 95% of you are not going to take any notice of what I say, right? You're like, how do I, what do I do about my Facebook ads going up? Do more organic content marketing. Uh, that sounds too hard. I'm going to try and find a, 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 an image hack somewhere. Great. That might work for two months, but then Facebook are going to put, put their prices up again and again and again and again. You cannot out hack Facebook. They're a bit bigger than you and me, right? Trust me on that. They know what they're doing. There's going to come a point where the only way you can supplement your Facebook ads is by doing organic content marketing. But if you wait too long and you already have that heart attack, let's say, then it's too late. 
it's too late to have a heart attack and then say, oh, now what can I do to get in shape tomorrow? Nothing. You should have started three years ago. This, if you want to know how I've been, you know, how I am where I am right now in the last few years uh, with James and my other partners, and we've got online local businesses and we're going up to five, six, seven, eight locations during the biggest lockdown and recession period ever, it's, it, this is how, because I, I have a really good idea of what's going to come and how we have to do things. And I do it and I feel urgently about doing it now before you think it's urgent. And by the time you think it's urgent, because now you're reacting in an emergency, I've already created a tidal wave of doing that thing. So that's one thing. Content marketing, you guys have to start doing it now. You have it all there. In 10 years from now, all the Fit Pros will be doing it and it'll be half as effective. But if you do it now, you're setting up your future before you run into problems. So I hope you take advantage of that. The next thing is you must adopt a second or backup paid advertising stream. Don't rely on only Facebook, okay? Don't rely just on Facebook, guys. You wanna be experimenting, okay? You wanna experiment or test with Instagram ads. Could be Google ads. You have a tutorial for Google ads inside the FBB. Um, YouTube ads even. Right, more and more fit pros will start doing YouTube ads in your area. I guarantee it. Within one year, you will see another one of your competitors will start running YouTube ads in your town, and you will want to vomit in your stomach. I'm, I promise you that, guys. I promise you. You want to be the one running the YouTube ad, making your competitors vomit. Right <laughs> now, whatever ads you run, Instagram, Google, YouTube, you're more than likely not going to come anywhere close to the results you get with Facebook ads. But that's not the point. The second stream of advertising is not to compete with your Facebook ads or beat your Facebook ads, because that's not gonna happen. It's just to have a second stream that also makes you an ROI. So that if Facebook goes up in price too much, you still have other forms of advertising. Or if your Facebook ad account get, gets disabled and you can't use it, you can continue leads to come in, albeit not at the same great price, but still a profitable price. So if you're paying four pounds a lead on Facebook, but you can also get leads for six pounds on Google, you may as well run both. I mean, put the majority of your budget into Facebook, into the, into the more cheaper option, but you want at least 20% of your budget going towards the secondary platform as your insurance policy. Okay, so that's what you want. You must start doing that as well, okay? So that's really, you know, um, my two things. And it all goes back to the, the, the principle is, like, a, like Dan Kennedy says, whoever can afford to spend the most to acquire a customer will win the market. That's what Dan Kennedy, RIP says you every fit pro around you is trying to get the cheapest leads possible that is not going to work because facebook is putting up their prices every single day 
your job is to be able to spend the most cost per sale and still win because you will beat everybody else. What that means is step one is to do what I've advised you already. And that is be able to invest the transaction fee amount of your FEO in order to make that sale, which means if you sell a six week challenge FEO for uh, 150 pounds, you must be able to invest 150 uh, per cost per sale. So that means, you know, if you should be able to say if Facebook ads ramped up in price and you sell a six week challenge or a 21 day program or whatever for 150 pounds, you should be able to spend 150 pounds in ads to make that sale and break even and not sweat about it. Right. If you can, that's, that's the first that I teach you in the Facebook module. If you build your business that way that you could do that if you wanted to, or if you had to, you could do it. You could break even on your ad spend. You are already going to be far superior and in a better position than all your competitors who will never spend that much to make a sale. That means they quit the platform and you keep making money. And ironically, the more of your competitors who quit the plat quit using Facebook ads, that gives leverage back to you because now there's fewer people targeting your audience and Facebook will ironically bring the price back down for you, right? That's how it works. Step two though, is, is you, you know, um, adapt your backend structure so that your FEO could become, if needed, a loss leader. A loss leader is basically a front-end product or service that actually you operate at a loss because you know you'll make so much back-end profit. So if step one is to be able to break even, this means break even to, to get the FEO sale, to get the client through the door, that means this means can you operate or let's say take a loss in order to get the FEO sale. This means could you afford to spend 200 pounds in advertising to make that one FEO sale, which is 150 pounds return? And could you swallow that 50 pounds loss because you have cash flow in the bank, because you know you have very high conversion numbers, maybe because you know that that, that person who paid 150 will also buy supplements and clothing from you and make you 200 pounds back very quickly. If you can adapt your backend structure to do that, that, that means with upsells in place, supplements, clothing, another reason why e-commerce is the best hybrid model. So if I sell a, a six-week challenge for 150 pounds and I've spent 200 pounds in advertising, which means I can have at this point, I could have rubbish Facebook ads, right? I could be an absolute crappy Facebook marketer. I spent 200 pounds in ads to make one sale of 150. But that client also picks up our supplement stack for 97 pounds. She also buys our workout gear for 60 pounds. She also, there's a 60% chance she's going to become a long-term client with us within three weeks. If you have this back-end structure dialed in, 
you can afford to operate at a loss on the front and your competitors look at you and think that you're losing, but they can't see the back end that actually no, within a couple of weeks, maybe even straight away, if you upsell on day one and give them more stuff to buy to do their challenge, like supplements, you can actually be swinging into a profit right after the phone call ends. And now you're gonna be absolutely unbeatable at Facebook because you can spend more than anyone and never break a sweat. This is what I've been saying to you guys for the last few years. That's why I've been preaching from the rooftops. It's, it's, this is information strategy that you guys are privy to, to be in this mastermind. And what I'm telling you now for 2021, everything I'm saying is rapidly becoming true faster and faster, which means you have to now start acting on this stuff I've been telling you and you need to do it fast. If you don't want to get left behind or destroyed when another lockdown happens or, or, any, or a big competitor moves into your area, right? You need to start stepping up and doing this stuff now before you think you need to do it. All right, guys. So that's it from me. Any questions, comments, thoughts, anything you want me to expand on quickly, let me know in the chat right now. And Morgan says, this part should go into module six. It's gold. <laughs> I definitely will. I think we'll definitely put this call into module six and uh, we'll probably break this up into a few separate audios uh, because I've, I've covered a few different things here today. So I'll definitely break this up for you guys as well. So guys, uh, I hope that was beneficial. I hope you got, these are some of the main points we got from the retreat this year. This is the, the, that was the final luxury retreat we're planning on doing in FBB. We'll still have our immersion events, uh, hopefully from early next year. We'll have our immersion events for a couple of days, but this is the last time we're planning on doing a big luxury villa kind of thing from next year. And that's because from next year, the plan is that we'll be holding a, a luxury villa retreat like this, but it will be for our hub partners and franchisees to come out. So we'll have six or seven or 10 people from our company, our, our partners, managers, franchisees, we'll be, we'll be bringing all the executive level people out for a retreat and do a team building retreat rather than, uh, rather than working with, with clients from other gyms. So this will be the last time you guys will be privy to such information. So I hope you guys uh, enjoy this and take it with you because this is the stuff I'm telling you. This is what's going to save your ass and keep you going over the next 10 years in business, guys. This is what we're focusing on. This is what we're doing. And you would do well just to take my hunch and go for it all out. Okay, guys, hope you enjoyed that. We'll get the replay up soon. And uh, any questions, let me know in the Facebook group. I'll speak to you guys very soon.